Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria. I'm your host Cole. And I'm your co-host Cooper. And today we are sitting here with an up-and-coming CHH artist, JJL. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, bro. Of course. So before we get too deep into this interview, do you want to start off by introducing yourself and why you make music? Yeah, so uh, I started, uh, my name is JJL. Uh, I'm an artist from Minnesota. Uh, I've been making music for quite a while, but I started putting stuff out in 2016. Uh, originally, it was just a form of expression since I've always loved music since an early age. But uh, yeah, I started putting stuff out, started recording stuff, and then uh, I slowly transitioned into um, into the CHH space. I want to say around like 2020, 2019 or so. And uh, here I am. Yes, sir. So you just, not you just dropped, you dropped an album, I think last year, called Exit 44. And for the intro, you have two Naruto voice actors talking. So how did you get this to happen? And like, what's the story? Why did you put them on? All that stuff. Yeah, so um, that's a that's a crazy story. But essentially, I, I've been a, an avid listener or an avid watcher of Naruto since like the earliest age. I can't even recall. But my two favorite animes were Dragon Ball and uh, Naruto. But Naruto is definitely the one that impacted me the most. And um, so technically i can't speculate into technically i can't get into certain details as to how i made the the actual connection happen and everything go down mm. but uh, it was it was all god like that's all i can say i mean it it was it was incredible um the two people involved did an incredible job and it was honestly a dream come true to be able to say i have that because i as far as i'm aware i don't know any artists both in CHH or out of CHH that's done something like like this. Like, literally have two of... Because people have to understand, like, Yuri Lewenthal, who who voices Sasuke, he is literally voicing Spider-Man right now mm. in, in the Spider-Man video games. Like, he's in the Miles Morales games, and then Miley Flanagan, who voices Naruto, like, she's a legend. Like, mm -hmm. she is a legend in the voice acting space. So to be able to say that I have that under my belt like that's just god and I, I don't know how else to put it man but yeah in terms of like the actual process gotta keep it under wraps nice nice so um is the intro something that you wrote and you just gave to them or did you kind of like write it with them i actually wrote it in 20 minutes wow i uh, i i basically um so to keep to try to keep as much detail off like once i found out that it was like a it was a it, it was good to go basically mm -hmm. i was like what am i gonna say what am i gonna do and uh, i just wrote something in my friend's basement i asked him really quickly to put it from my um from my notes on my phone to his word doc mm. and uh he sent it over there you go but it was literally in f 15 minutes like right after i i got the approval from you know the the heads of everything yeah, yeah that, that's how it went down so when like when recording exit 44 when did you do this intro was it like one of the first things you did was it one of the last things you did uh it was definitely one of the uh middle songs because i did i had an idea of how i was going to structure out the album mm. but i don't even recall what the first song from the album was that i recorded it started off just as a concept and then songs that i was making over a span of like 
three years just gradually became a part of the project based on my my idea of the concept and that idea just came through to me where it was like okay i've always wanted to do this on something and since i've got a structure maybe now is like the best time than ever to actually do it so it was literally in the middle of creating the album it was not like something where i was like this is step one it was more of like all right as we were we've gone on this journey for the last three years all right now the opportunity is now that makes sense so yeah we're talking about your album exit 44 which came out last year so tell us a little bit about this album and like what the concept of the album is and what it means yeah so the concept of exit 44 um to give a little bit of context of the number 44 um it started off as like a running joke between me and uh some of my best friends that i do music with i want to give a quick shout out to to barely trev uh he was part of a collective that uh, i used to be in called new ground music group super dope artist if you guys haven't heard of him he just dropped some stuff with paul russell super dope guy one of my best friends and uh, it, between me him and a couple of other guys it was always this running joke that the number 44 uh was just this thing that would pop up all the time it started getting creepy uh, to the point where I was like, I got to like see what's up with this. So I, I started marketing it just as part of my artistry. Um, but yeah, the, the number thing became super creepy, but I was just like, whatever, it's probably just cool to, to have it as a part of my, my uh, artistry. Um, but it really just became a symbol for me of like, God maybe is like giving me a sign about something that's to come. Like when some big decision has to happen from my end or like, I have a feeling about something, whether it's good or bad, that number pops up a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've always wanted to continue on and like have that be a concept for my albums. And then the name Exit 44 came up and I was like, okay, what does it mean? Like, where's this going? I, st I started getting attached to the idea of duality. And I had this image that at first worried me, which wasn't, uh, if you guys have seen the cover art, it's an image of a kid with a hoodie that's half white, half black, carrying a noose. And I was like, okay, like, where is this coming from? Is this coming from a bad place or is this actually coming from God? And as, as I was contemplating the story, I was talking to a bunch of different people within the faith. I started to come up with a concept that made sense in my head where it was like, there's this character that is essentially me, but represents all of us. And the noose essentially represents the, the darker side of humanity, AKA the Judas side, because as we know, the way Judas died after he betrayed Jesus was he went and uh, committed suicide in the desert. Now the white side represents Peter. Peter obviously also uh, had his issues. <laughs> he uh, denied Christ three times, but he ended up having a redemption arc. So essentially what the concept is, is I'm going through this journey where I'm dragging this news that is just a metaphor for stuff that we go through, whether it's depression, anxiety, like whatever things that we carry. And we get to this point where we can either continue down the path and end up in the same desert that Judas was in, where he ended up committing suicide, or we can take exit 44 and carry our metaphorical cross and uh, take the Peter route. And that's essentially what the album is. It's just a small collection of songs with bits and pieces of myself that eventually lead me down to the path where it's I got to make a choice. It's either I take the redemption route or I continue going down this path where I keep carrying these burdens and I don't actually give them to God. So that that's pretty much what the concept of the album was. Yeah, I really like that concept. That's a really good concept. Um, and I make songs like, you have a song in there called Noose that it just kind of like puts it more into perspective, kind of what you're talking about in the album. So that's really cool. 
and good to know. So recently, um, kind of going more towards your recent music, you just dropped a song called She Don't Like Anime featuring Not Clyde and Bats, which I really enjoyed that song. That's actually the first song I heard by you. Um, so how did you link up with these two artists? And then how did you get, um, like, how was the story behind getting them on the song? Why did you choose them, all that? Yeah, so I originally just made the song because in the midst of, like, a two-hour session that I had by myself, I was just laying stuff down left and right. And that was actually the last song that I laid down. And I hated it at first. Like, I don't know why. I hated my verse. And out of the four songs that I recorded in that time period, I was like, yeah, this sucks. But then after I gave it, like, a day or two, I was like, nah, this is super hard. <laughs> but when I – I think everybody can attest to this. Like, when you make something, sometimes you're like, how can I tap into this energy again? You know? Like, I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys sometimes will, like, make videos and you're like – bro like how are we gonna like continue on with this video when we are like we had to tap into that energy that happened that day where we were in a good mood or like we were on a roll about the topics we were talking about so right. i was like all right i have a verse do i want to get a chorus and a second verse or like what am i gonna do so i reached out to bats because him and i have been building for a while now we both started in the patreon community that uh ruslan has mm -hmm. and uh we've just been building like it was a homey thing like he just hopped on it it was no big deal on his end um so yeah that was that was pretty much it for that one for not clyde it was just a matter of like the right timing i reached out and i was like who am i going to get on this chorus uh, da, da, da. i thought of like a bunch of different ideas and then i was like oh this does sound kind of like something that not clyde would kill so i just i reached out uh we went back and forth a little bit and then we ended up making it happen and he killed it so that's how the song came through and that's really about it nothing too interesting <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you did tell me that um bats you had to pay bats your soul to get the verse yeah i didn't really want to leak that. that was that was personal info bro i had to sell him my soul i had to <laughs> i had to give him like 90 percent of my royalties too uh yeah, I mean, a small pack sacrifice to pay for a verse right yeah <laughs> i mean i guess like once once he blows up and gets like a million followers on the gram and he's the next lecrae i mean it'll be worth it i can say i got it so oh, man <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> count the cost right <laughs> leverage um <laughs> but yeah so was not clyde was that someone that you had knew like known before just kind of no. like followed each other or no it was it was literally just i've been bumping not clyde for a while and uh i just reached out on a limb like that was pretty much it it was just a it was a cold call and it was just the right timing uh mm. on on my end and on his that that's pretty much as far as it went it was just good timing yeah well, i'm glad it worked out the way it did because the song turned out really good and i really enjoyed that one um so what artists have inspired and impacted the sound that you have now? Ooh, a variety. Um, so with my foundation, it's definitely a combination of three guys. And um, if you listen to my music, including the stuff that I personally listen to, my foundation has always been Eminem, 50 Cent, and uh, Dr. Dre, and technically Scott Storch, because Scott Storch has been playing keys for Dr. Dre's beats. 24 7 but it wasn't until recently that i found out that he was a part of a lot of his production those mm -hmm. guys have set the foundation for a lot of stuff like even if you listen to some of dre's early production uh and his, some of his stuff from the mid-2000s a lot of the guitars that are used and a lot of the keys they sound very they sound like they definitely inspired a lot of the stuff that i put out now and mm -hmm. even though i 
don't rap like Eminem, like I took wordplay seriously because of him. And with 50, I, I've always been a huge fan of how he, to me, and I'm not saying he was the first artist to do this, but he's the first artist that I ever witnessed that had the whole package. I'm talking, wasn't the best singer, but he still sang well enough to where he could make a hit. Wasn't the best rapper, but there was a confidence and like a mate, like, I don't know how to explain it, but there was just an authority that came with his voice and the way that he, that he went on songs and he had the image too. like, regardless of what anybody wants to say about if they agree or disagree about the stuff that he was talking about, you got to admit like that, that image sold and it sold records. Like he, he was the Mm -hmm. whole package and that's what I always admired about 50. And he just had that voice. So put those in a pot and you basically get me. Obviously there's been artists since then. Like, it's not like I've been listening to 50 and um, since I was a kid, like 24 seven, like there's been artists in between that I've listened to like Russell, Joey, badass, like people like that. But, um, yeah, those those three guys are my main foundation, and anything in between has just been an addition to that foundation. Nice, yeah. Those are three really solid artists to build upon. That's really cool. Um, so kind of continuing or uh, piggybacking off of um, inspiration and passion, so clearly anime is something that you're passionate about because uh, like, a lot of your songs cover it and talk about it. Um, you know, Obviously, your most recent song, She Don't Like Anime, it's, you know, it's in the title, it's in the art style. Um, so what does anime mean to you? Like, how does it inspire you type of deal? Um, the thing that I've always loved about anime is, it, well, first of all, I don't feel guilty watching cartoons because of it. <laughs> but um, I don't know how to explain it, man. But, like, ever since I was a kid, I've always been in love with anime and the stories that it took that I could take from it. From an early age, like, it would present adult like real life topics to me at a young age in a way that I could actually understand them and as I've gotten older I never outgrew it because I would always find anime that like still aligned with like stuff that I'm going through so it's like yeah as a kid like you're watching like Dragon Ball Z and like dudes beating each other up and stuff but then you get older you start exploring more stuff and then you'll find animes about like kids dealing with like I don't know like depression anxiety kids dealing with suicidal thoughts kids dealing with real life drama whether it be like just everyday bills like growing up whatever and it's all just in the form of a cartoon which yeah i i people are gonna get mad that i said but yes anime is a cartoon (laughs) it's just present the storyline is just it's different i don't know how to explain it there's just things that i've taken from anime that i haven't taken anywhere else and growing up as the way that i did it definitely gave me a lot of comfort so whenever Whenever I'm down, I mean, there's definitely stuff that I I look towards. Like, I love Harry Potter. I love a whole list of things. Basketball. Anime is the one thing that I go to, and I I take something out of it, and I'm like, okay, uh, this is my pick-me-up. I can get back in the studio right now. Like, whether it's just watching Naruto go through his trials and tribulations or whatever, maybe, like, that's the kind of stuff that pushes me to get back into the studio. Whereas the other stuff that I mentioned, like Harry Potter and basketball, I kind of use those more as like uh, like a healthy escapism where it's like, it's been a long day. I just want to turn on the basketball game and like just drift away from the day and then I'll figure it out tomorrow. Anime is the thing where it's like, okay, yeah, like I feel better, but I also want to get back on my grind and I want to go do whatever I, I got to do. Yeah, it inspires you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Motivates you. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then... One of your songs, um, Anime and Ramen, has, in terms of streaming, has the most success um, in your in your discography. Um, and it dropped in April of 2020 originally. It's also in Exit 44. 
um, which came out in 2021. Um, so how did the success come and what does this song mean to you now, two, two years later? Ooh, uh, that's a long one. Um, so basically when I made it, it was in the middle of, well, actually it was like the beginning of quarantine. And I remember I did it just because of the vibe that I was in. And I was coming off of a period of, of my time where I had this rapper's rapper mentality, like almost like a, how do I explain it? I wanted to win so bad and I, I wanted to be at the top of everything and that I let my ego get in the way of a lot of things. And that made me have this mindset of like, I'm better than all of you. Like I should be at the top. Like, I don't care if like so-and-so has more streams than me. And that's not a healthy place to be in, especially when you're, you're in a space where it's like, yeah, like as creatives, we all want to have the most views, have the most streams. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is a creative outlet. Like this is a space for us to be able to talk about what we want to talk about and create what we want to create, whether you're in video, whether you're in music, whatever it may be. And a little, like, I, I kid you not, shortly before I made that song, that's when I finally accepted, like, okay, like, if I'm going to do this, I have to let go of everything. Like, stop talking about stuff that you are not actually about or stop hiding who you are it, behind your music and stop having this egotistical mindset. So during, like, I would consider it a beautiful day. It's nighttime. I'm chilling in my room. There's light rain outside. I just found the beat, started writing, made it, and literally, like, two hours slept on it and i was like oh dang like this is a really fire song because i'm talking about stuff like believe it or not before anime and ramen i didn't talk about a lot of interpersonal like a lot of personal stuff i would talk about relationships or like surface level stuff that i thought wouldn't get me teased about like basketball yeah. but i would never get super deep into certain topics like anime or like even the stuff that i've dealt with being an immigrant in america like really things that expose me as a person and really show people like this is who I am. Anime and Ramen was that first step and I loved that song so much and how naturally it came to me that I literally submitted it that same day. I barely mixed and mastered it. Uh, and then I submitted it the next week it dropped. I recorded the whole video on my iPhone on some VHS app. My homie Jose who shoots all my videos, he edited it really quickly. We dropped the video on the same day and I thought nothing of it. I was just like, I did something for myself. That's how I thought about it. I was like, I'm not putting any promo behind this. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going crazy with like overthinking the stats. I love this song and I just want it to be out there for the people. Fast forward, like I think not even like a month or two later, it just went on a scale that I, I couldn't believe. Cause you gotta, you gotta understand like, yeah, I've seen like certain numbers and I've seen certain things, but this song was just another level. Like I had never seen a song hit 100k i'd never seen a video get the attention that it got when i dropped the video for that song like it was just on a scale that all it's not massive to like other artists but to me being someone that has been in the game at that point for like two three years or so and throwing things at the wall left and right trying different things and then having that song ironically the song where i let go of like caring about stuff and caring about what people think of me then it blows up into like a level that I've never seen. I'm like, bruh, like I didn't even do anything. The most I did was I ran like a couple of YouTube ads, but it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like, cause people run YouTube ads all the time and they'll get some views, but then they won't have any correlations with the, with the likes or the comments. Like they'll get like a thousand or 2000 views, but then they'll only get like 12 likes or five comments or whatever. Everything yeah. was correlating. And I was like, 
yo, this is out of control and seeing where it's at now two years later, I just look at it as a testament of this is what happens when you let go and you let God take the wheel. Because I, I can't hide the fact that I am who I am. You know, I like what I like. I've gone through things that I've gone through. And the less the less time we spend looking at who we should try to please and we start looking at, okay, I'm going to look at the mirror. This is who God created me to be. I got to show everyone else this mirror. Then we'll see results when we start to make those choices. Yeah, it's crazy how it happens. It's almost always when you let go and become content with where you're at and with Jesus is when things actually happen. Yeah. Almost always, like 102% of the time. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And not even just like in music or anything, just like in life, you know? Yeah. Most, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely uh, had to learn to... to to understand that uh, over the last couple of years, but uh, it's it's definitely true. Once we let Jesus take the wheel, as many memes come out of that statement, uh, it is true. Like let let Jesus take the wheel, and you'll see results. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's an everyday thing, you know. It's not like oh, I've done this. Yeah, and it's yeah. done. It's yeah, like exactly. every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you kind of talked about this a little bit, um, uh, but the song "Stone" on Exit Forty Four. It's a very emotional song um, that's fantastic, but it also speaks a lot about your experiences with racism due to you being an immigrant. Um, so what does that song mean to you? So growing up, um, I definitely struggled with uh, where I stood in terms of my race because, uh, so to give a little context, I came here at the age of, uh, of six years old. Uh, unfortunately, due to certain circumstances, like I, I was legal for most of my life but uh until the age of 16 but for a majority of my life i had heard a lot of things but nobody ever put two and two together with me because i mean if you're looking i look white or i look like middle eastern or something like that like you would never guess unless you knew my name that i'm mexican so a lot of my friends would just assume you know i'm, I'm good like i'm completely yeah. legal so they would feel very comfortable saying certain things around me and I would hear some really, really disgusting, nasty things come out of the mouths of friends that I'd grown up with, like gone to church with. But on the flip side, I had also witnessed a lot of shame towards my culture. And that was because like, I again, like because of the way that I look, because of me growing up here and not being a little bit detached from the culture, I never felt fully accepted by my own race. So I was always in this weird like, in between space and then as i got older i started to become more accepting of okay this is who i am there's obviously context like but i'm part of two cultures even though i'm technically born originally from and i'm originally from mexico like i'm part of two cultures and i can see both sides but the reality is i've always felt like and maybe i'm wrong in this analysis but there's more demonization towards towards mexicans when it comes to certain topics that i talk about especially in faith i mean you guys have heard 4 a.m. by what a I saw y'all's video yeah. about oh the, the list. That was fire, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That was Thank fire. But, but it's like, I feel like especially in the church, there's this weird, um, and I don't, I don't want to like over, uh, I don't want to label anything or like make an assumption on anyone. But I feel like there's this instant uh, assumption towards immigrants in certain groups because of the way that people have been conditioned to think, specifically mm -hmm. in within Christianity in America to the point where we throw out context, we throw out even certain things that are clearly stated in the Bible. And yeah. I wanted to personify all the bad things that I had heard, 
all the all the arguments that I've heard towards my people and kind of put them as a person that I'm talking to in that song Stone and hear, okay, these are your rebuttals where, well, these are mine. And obviously I can't tackle everything in, in one short two-minute song, but I said as much as I could up until I led to the chorus where I'm talking about, you know, don't worry about me. Like, I'm still messed up just like you are. Like, I may be arguing with you right now, but we're both messed up. So before you throw that first stone, just think about it. Like, are you really saying anything that's better than what I'm saying right now? Because we can argue back and forth, but really what we should be doing is loving each other the way that Jesus wanted us to love each other. So that, that was the point of the song where it's like, it's mostly me arguing with this uh, personified person, but at the end saying, yo, I'm arguing because I'm tired of staying quiet, but yeah. let's keep in mind, like we can keep arguing for more than two minutes in the song. Like, we can take this to like eternity, but let's just drop this. I said what I said and just accept the fact that like, before you throw that first stone, like, I'm just as bad as you and you're just as bad as me. So that, that was the intention of the song is just to make an argument for, for the immigrant side of things, especially in the faith, but to also make the statement that like, at the end of the day, like the only one that really has the answer is Jesus. Like, that's really the only solution to all this stuff. Yeah, super good, super powerful song. Love it. Yeah. And like the whole concept, really good. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you kind of talked about your uh, collab or collaboration. Uh, you collabed with Barely Trev, but you hope collab project uh, with Cole Tyndall. Uh, so how did this relationship start and how did you guys end up making a pl uh, collab project with Pig uh, Pigpen, I think is how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, shout out to Ruslan. Uh, people got to start giving Ruslan his flowers, bro. Like, <laughs> he's really, like, been curating behind the scenes a lot of these artists. Like, people got to give him credit because that's again like another another person that i met through ruslan so i, I gotta give him his flowers real quick before i get into that story but yeah it was essentially through the patreon community um ironically though before the patreon community i had found a video of cole's where uh, and you guys can look this up after but um he did a video saying uh, how to make a jack harlow song in like a certain amount of time and he literally made a beat and i was like oh this this fire this kid's a great producer spits on it and i'm like yo like nah this kid's something and uh fast forward i find out that he's in the patreon community um and i'm like oh cool we'll follow each other but then i found out he's from minnesota and that's when i was like no these are these are insane dots like this doesn't just happen so i reached out we listened to each other's music and uh we started hanging out just chopping it up and we originally had just one collab which was called uh, on my own but from that point forward, we decided, okay, like, we're already hanging out a lot. Our homie Nick, who also goes by Pigpen, he plays a guitar for a lot of the collaborations that we've done. But we decided, okay, like, we already, we already have all these songs. We're all hanging out, so let's just create something out of this. And there's no, there's no real concept towards the project. It was just a collection of stuff that we made over the period of time that we were getting to know each other. Like literally like every song from top to bottom is in the exact order that we made it. And hmm. and it, it's just, it was just awesome creating that. I mean, we definitely had our, we definitely had our growing pains because we were getting to know each other and we were trying to figure out, all right, what sounds, what sounds good? Like I'm this kind of artist or this kind of artist, like a lot of trial and error, but we didn't really have to cut too many songs out of the track list. Like I think there was only two songs that didn't make it. 
but yeah, it was, it was a super fun time making that it was natural. And, uh, yeah, I, it was, it was crazy how all these things landed as coincidences that he just happened to live in Minnesota after all these little things talking to me about him, whether it was the Patreon community or the YouTube algorithm showing him to me, like, it's just not, I don't think that's just a coincidence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, so I've been a fan of Cole Tindall for a little bit. I like to saw Midnight a lot. So whenever that yeah. came out, I don't remember. Was that last year? Ooh. Sometime. Yeah, but um, so I actually listened to that project before I even knew who you were. And then so it's kind of kind of cool how that comes to be. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we've definitely both crossed a lot of fan bases doing that project, which I didn't think was going to happen. Because, I mean, again, like we we see each other as just up and coming artists doing our thing but then we'll have people like tell us stuff like that all the time it'll be uh it'll, it'll be interesting to hear all the time whether it's someone from cole's spectrum telling me yo i heard you because of this project or someone from my spectrum talking to cole and being like yo i heard cole because of you it's always fun hearing that because we're we're just up and coming artists like we don't right. we don't really think about that kind of stuff but then when we hear it, we're like oh i guess like it was smart to cross pollinate are, yeah. Are, uh, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, plus you got good music from it, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we got more, trust me. So, you've already put out an album, the collab project, and uh, quite a few singles, or a decent amount of singles. So, we've had a, we've had a good size uh, sample from you, but what can we accept, or expect in the future? In the coming months? Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I thought I was going to retire after this last album. Ooh. Lies. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually not kidding. Um, I feel like I'm always in constant battle about, mm. like, the idea of it. I'm, I don't think that I ever will unless, like, I have, like, kids and I'm, like, 50 or something like that, which, I mean, I plan, I plan on having a family, but what I'm saying is I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. But um, there was a point in my life where I felt like I had given my all towards that album and i was like do i have anything left to give hmm. and i've made the best songs that i've ever that i feel like i've ever made up to this point within the last like three months including she don't like anime and i have other stuff on the way i don't have a project in mind but i do have a lot of singles coming uh if they all end up as like a short ep i might do a short ep but for the most part, I plan on just releasing singles. There's not going to be any crazy concept. I feel like I got a lot of that out of my system with Exit 44. It was a heavy project. It took a toll on me. And I think now I'm at a point where it's like, yeah, I just want to have fun. Like, I just want to make fun records. Yeah. I want to collab with people. I want to I want to work with whoever I can and just put out fun stuff and be happy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to grow, honestly, too. You know, you gave a lot to this, like, concept album. And now you can give some to, like, just fun singles. Yeah. and like kind of put it out yeah yeah and the, the amazing thing too is like i feel like with you don't like anime like i didn't really expect like the results that came from it and i've met a lot of really dope artists like i'll, I'll talk about one song that i got coming up i got one with saya and he's cool. he's a super dope artist yeah I'm well, so saya. We, he's been on here before yeah saya saya is amazing so i mean i've gotten to meet a lot of cool artists and through through that i mean even just collaborations like i'm excited to do that so yeah yeah i'm really excited to hear what you have who you're collabing with all that good stuff yeah. cooper i think has one last question for you yeah so uh i don't know if you've uh if you've watched any episodes but um or any interviews but we like to end it off on like a kind of a dumber question more lighthearted. um so i just found this question online 
Um, I kind of reworded it because it was kind of worded badly. Um, but uh, so I found, uh, what is something that you did earlier in your life, like as a kid or teenager, or even like you know yesterday, that in the moment you didn't realize was really embarrassing, but like looking back, it was really embarrassing. Gosh, you're so put on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> Expose yourself, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna give you all the exclusive for the one time. Oh. <laughs> the one time, all right? And this is just because I love this film, all right? Y'all watch No Way Home, right? Yeah. Spider Man? Uh, yeah. Yeah, y'all y'all dig Spider Man? Alright, well yeah. uh yeah. your boy is a very avid Spider Man fan. Uh -oh. I'm talking I'm talking I wore that costume as a kid in Mexico uh -oh. all the time. All the time. <laughs> so there was one time where I was at this birthday party and these two dudes come through. One of them is dressed as, um, as the green goblin, Willem Dafoe's green goblin. And it was a Spider-Man themed, uh, party. So all the kids, including the birthday boy was dressed as Spider-Man. The green goblin literally snatches. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The green goblin snatches the birthday boy. Birthday boy's crying and stuff. Like it, it's everyone understands what's going on. Like Spider-Man, like the real Spider-Man is supposed to come through and like have like a fake fight or whatever. I got this courage in me, bro. <laughs> Man. I got this courage in me, so I literally it's the most dramatic thing. Like if I had a mask, I would show you, but I was literally like <laughs> You could oh, almost bro. hear the bully. You could almost hear the bully Maguire music playing in the background. I literally yeah. go up there and I'm punching him in the chest. And, this and then my mom drags me away. She's like, "Yo, you're not Spider-Man. Get out of there!" And the real Spider-Man came through. And at the time, I was just like, "Mom, I was handling the situation." But now that I look back at it, I'm like, "Yo, nah, that was." Mom, I got this. <laughs> man, that's oh, crazy. This dude was ready to beat up a grown man. <laughs> Looking back at it, I probably didn't do as much damage as I think I did, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, bro. That I do have one question for you guys, though. All right. Oh, go ahead. So, one thing that I do appreciate, uh, especially, like, within CHH, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I do this... I do this for God, regardless if it's CHH or not, but one thing that I, I still definitely have noticed is, even though CHH isn't a great great space it still feels like it's still in its early stages for some reason like i feel mm -hmm. like outlets are still coming on the come up like you know fast break rap finds but you guys have definitely done some incredible things and you guys are taking long strides in a short amount of time so i'm wondering yeah i'm giving you guys your flowers too i'm wondering what is the uh Obviously, God has a final say, but what is your guys' vision? If you were to look at the next five years, where do you guys see yourselves? And what impact yeah. do you want to make? That's a cool question. But first of all, like you said, Fast Break, Rap Fine, CHH Talk, all those guys are super dope, yeah. and we love all of them. So shout yeah. out to them, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, so the reason why we started this, like, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever, um, it's just because like Cooper and I, we grew up on CHH and we just like talking about it all the time. Yeah. And we like listening to like the like up and coming artists and like, the, you know, just like talking about them and showing them to people. So we're just like, why don't we just like talk about it on camera and upload it yeah. for fun? You know, why not be like interview artists? Because like that seems cool. Yeah. Um, so pretty much like that's where, 
we just kind of like want to continue doing that you know like we want like as we grow we want to just continue covering like all the artists not just focus on like you know when we cover reach artists we get more views but like we like covering the small artists too just because like that's what we listen to more yeah. you know so like you like a, having a three on was super cool or like we have a 351 coming soon so like all those guys like that's what we listen to the most so like yeah. that's we just want to talk about what we listen to you know what i mean that's kind of our vision. We don't have, like, any big grand vision to, like, take over or something. But just yeah. kind of, <laughs> we just want to, like, talk about CHH pretty much. Or just yeah. the artists we like listening to. That's kind of, like, what we do. But yeah. Yeah, and I think that's definitely needed. Because um, I know that because this is still, like, a the space in general, like, even though it's got a, a lush history, it's still definitely building itself up, like, with the contribution of everybody. And spaces, <laughs> like, everybody that we've mentioned, including you guys, like, are needed because... Yeah, obviously Reach Records being at the top. Everybody gets more attention when they're spoken of. Awesome dudes, but we, there's also the next generation coming up and the generation yeah, before yeah. that. Oh, and it's sure. like, where are the outlets for that? And seeing that all these people, like, including you guys, are on the come up, like, it's honestly a blessing. And I think I speak for everybody when I say that you guys are doing an amazing job. Thank and you, bro. I, I'm excited to keep finding out about more and more artists through you guys. Sure, thank you. Thanks for the kind words, it means a lot. And also, thank you for coming on. Yes, um, thank you so much. Super fun, you're always welcome back. Be sure to check out his music, follow him on Spotify, Apple Music. I don't know if you can follow on Apple Music, but um, save his music, listen to She Don't Like Anime, Exit 44, all that stuff. Yes. And until next time.